0: Welcome to
1: Hysteria. It's uh, our special Thanksgiving episode. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh my God, we didn't even script that. We did not script that. That
0: was
2: so great. But we got snacks going. We have snacks in the studio and we're feeling on one.
1: Yeah, we are. On, I'm on my like fourth cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Grace Parr is here with me on her, I think second cup of green tea. Oh yeah. Kieran has got her stack of snacks. <laughs> I got my snacks. I'm real excited for this one.
3: <laughs> not just to be, I feel happy.
1: I'm so excited too. This week, Grace Parra and Kieran Deal join me for a very special Thanksgiving episode where we talk about your questions and we get a very special celebration of Hillsgiving. You all sent us the hills you'll die on and today we get to hear them. Asked a few weeks ago for our listeners to send us in Hills They're Gonna Die On and you sent in so many. It's amazing. Oh my God. Amazing. Our Hysteria inbox is so overflowing with Hills that you're gonna die on you petty, petty people <laughs> uh, that I think we're probably gonna make this a regular part of the show moving forward. So we're, if you don't hear yours this time Don't feel like we, you know, are are going to neglect it forever because we might put it on a future show Mm -hmm. because this is so fun. Uh, We also have a bunch of Dude You ask questions, uh, listeners submitted questions. You guys are an intense group of people when it comes to questions. Good good mix of questions. So we're going to answer some of those. Deep. Yeah. Deep, deep no thinkers. Fluff here. There's no here. No, they're like no deep thinkers. These, these, dudes, these dudes are asking. Mm-hmm. These dudes, and dude can be a woman or a man. A dude can be anybody you want them a to A dude be. is a human. Dude is a, a human. Mm-hmm. Human, you ask. A human dude. A human dude.
2: Uh, what are you guys doing for Thanksgiving this year? Do you have any plans? I am actually hosting Thanksgiving for the first time here in L.A. What? Um, which I'm a little nervous about. Are we invited? Um, maybe actually. <laughs> so Grace, we just you paused. We just <laughs> <laughs> I paused and and I switched eye contact too. Yeah,
3: because um, and the and your voice also went up an octave.
2: Oh, maybe, maybe. maybe. I am concerned about seating because we have a table for ten, so we're good on we're good on ten. Beyond that, I don't I don't know. I don't know about table space. I don't know about chairs. This is my first time conquering the turkey. Oh man! So I so now the big debate, and maybe people can get back to me on this. Do I brine or do I not? brine? You brine. You sure?
4: You brine. Yeah, she
2: has talked
3: about brining before. Girl. Also, there's this. There's this. I'll send you a braised like a turkey thigh recipe that's oh. incredible. That's okay. like this like braised stew thing that's incredible. Okay. Yeah,
1: you gotta brine. I I okay. like. So this year I'm not doing anything for Thanksgiving. This is my first. Um, oh, some... sounds like she needs an invitation. <laughs> well, where to a Thanksgiving grace place? So this is my first Thanksgiving in uh, on the West Coast. Oh, and I normally don't go home for Thanksgiving because uh, Thanksgiving falls during deer season in Wisconsin, so everything smells like blood. Uh, during Uh. my yeah I go home and everything in Frederick Wisconsin smells like animal blood so it's not the best time of year to go home I usually just go home for Christmas so it's been a really long time since I've spent it with my family but I have done Friendsgiving before yes and it's really fun last year in Brooklyn I did like a cacio e pepe version of mac and cheese delish uh, which I made up that day that turned out great and uh, a nice like side salad. I love a I love a good uh, mm. I love a good like good take on Thanksgiving. I think traditional Thanksgiving foods are not my very favorite.
2: Sure, I don't love a sweet potato. I don't love a sweet potato. Um, I do love stuffing. Yeah, I love a cornbread stuffing specifically. Oh, that's good. Which I'm gonna be. Making. You like bread and fat? So crazy. <laughs> so we're our greatest.
1: Karen, are you going to Florida for Thanksgiving?
3: You no, staying here? no, I'm I I'm supposed to go to Cuba. Really? yeah,
5: four K, four K, yeah.
3: Um, well, we're recording early today's my mother's birthday.
1: Oh, happy birthday, Karen's mom! Happy yes. birthday, Hi, Mama happy Karen. birthday,
3: happy birthday, Mama Deal. Um, and last year was a big birthday, and we were supposed to go, and I forgot my passport. <gasps> um, when I flew home to Miami, so we we kind of I kind of owe her I kind of owe her a trip. Mm-hmm. Oh, I owe her wow. a trip. Yeah. So oh, cool. So are cool. you awesome.
1: taking your mom to Cuba? That's correct. That sounds so fun. Just the fun. two of you, like little girls, ladies? That's
2: ladies correct. Trip. It's her,
3: it's her, it's a year belated birthday present that's now for this birthday.
2: Oh, that's, that's wonderful. That's very yeah. sweet. It's going to be awesome. Cuba! Cuba! By the way, I just used the phrase girls trip and then I corrected myself. I don't like the phrase girls trip. Yeah. It's like diminutive. It's like, oh, you guys are Same taking girls trip? Same with like, like girl, girl, girl boss.
5: Yeah.
1: It's like,
2: oh, but You're man. just
1: taking a trip. You don't call your husband. I mean, there was a Reductress article that was like, you know, you don't call your husband. A- it was like, my husband's such a boy boss. It's like pointing out how ridiculous. I was yeah.
3: Maybe that's why I don't have a husband. <laughs> 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 you're such a boy boss.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Um. Well, it sounds like Grace is gonna have a fun Thanksgiving and Kieran's gonna have a fun Thanksgiving. I'm I'm probably just gonna I don't know. We'll I'll figure something. Out. Well, we'll be here.
2: Let's hang out. Okay. Maybe. Yeah,
1: All right. For Sure. We'll talk offline. Yeah. We'll talk At off least line. Grace
2: is making eye contact now. <laughs> exactly. Even though her octave is still changing. I hang out. I am down with the the seating. I'm very concerned about Thanksgiving seating. I will report back on how that works. Yeah. No. That's that sounds great. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome to come to Cuba with me and my mother. You're welcome to Thanksgiving. You're welcome to Thanksgiving. I'm making an official invitation offer. Oh, that's so
1: sweet. Okay, well, we'll talk offline. Okay, we'll we'll figure it out. If it's if it was real, I don't think it's real. It's (laughs) real. It's real. I I did the math. It's real. Okay. Cool. Uh, Real nervous. Let's uh, (laughs) let's listen, guys. Let's listen to the the hills that our listeners will die on. Because, so just so you know, we're gonna play. We're we're going to listen to them for the first time. Caroline, our producer went through all of them mm-hmm. and listened to all of them, and she selected a, a bunch of them to go in this episode. Uh, but this is our first time hearing them, me, Karen, and Grace, mm-hmm. and so our reactions are genuine. So let's let's get started mm-hmm. with the first, Listener Hill.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Hey,
0: Hysteria ladies.
4: Um, my name's Katie, and I'm from Tennessee, and the hill that I'm going to die on is that I think pumpkin-flavored anything is trash. So happy Thanksgiving.
0: Huh.
2: I think that the flavoring is kind of trash for the most part. It's- well, k- k- yeah, Karen's take on fla- the pumpkin spice flavoring just being like a delicious array of Indian spices is yeah. so dead on. I can't not think about that every time I hear people talk about pumpkin now. But the- pumpkin flavoring,
1: I think I, I think I agree with Katie that for the most part, when something tries to taste like pumpkin, mm-hmm. pumpkin spice is different than like pumpkin flavor. That's fair.
2: Like I- pumpkin icing or yeah. pumpkin. Frosting or something. I, I'm I'm okay with pumpkin. I like pumpkin, as a matter of fact. Mm. I don't like pumpkin gnocchi. The idea of pumpkin plus something savory, hard pass on. But pumpkin and something sweet, like a pie or oh. a pastry, huh. I'm into.
1: Okay, all right, Katie. Thank you so much for that. Let's go on to the next uh, listener. Hill.
4: Hello, uh, my name is Deanna. I'm gonna tell you about the hill that I'm gonna die on and be buried on and spend the rest of my life on it because it's truly the only thing that I'm passionate about. Um, The movie Titanic, (laughs) when the boat goes under... And they have to stay on the little door. There was truly only room for one. If you guys watch the movie carefully like I do, um, you'll notice that Jack puts Rose on the door. And then he tries to get on the door himself. And it starts to sink. And it cuts to his face for just a second. And he has a realization in his mind that, oh, shit. There is not room for both of us on here. And he sacrifices himself because he's a true gentleman. And she let him see her boobs a couple hours before that. And he is, he's so blue and he dies uh, because there wasn't room for two. There was just room for one. And I don't care what Mythbusters has to say about it. I don't care what people recreating it have to say about it. There was only room for one and there will only ever be room for one on that door. All right. Thanks.
2: That's genius. That's I so
3: funny. I I'm agree. I'm so into this. <laughs> she, I mean, she did. Pre- she presented it like an essay. For sure. I mean, sure. A, she broke it down piece by piece, what the scene was, <laughs> how they shot it, let us know that it, it wasn't possible. Character
2: intention. Yeah. Seamless execution of that hill. Uh, I'm with you completely. I will die on that hill with you yeah i like that she said that
1: she will die be buried and then spend the rest of her life on the hill i like that she said it was the only thing that
3: she was passionate about i was like fashioned after my own heart i I
1: love it that's great let's do one more hill so the hill i'm going to die on is that father-daughter dances
4: are creepy as hell they're not cute (laughs) and i did not realize how common they still are until my daughters started school they just reinforce gender stereotypes And they're unnecessarily exclusive for, you know, boys that like to dance, moms that like to take their daughters to dances, or just anybody who doesn't fit neatly into one of those categories. I definitely don't want to be a fun ruiner. I just want everybody to be able to go and have fun and dance. So this year, um, we're going to shake some shit up a little bit. Um, I'm taking my daughter to the father-daughter dance instead of my husband. Um, And my daughter's on board, and we... Are gonna have fun. We're gonna have a blast, and hopefully, open up some minds in the process. Oh my gosh!
1: Send us pictures. Yeah, I want Please, a video. Yes. I want a video. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I always thought that the father daughter dances were like, even at weddings. I've seen them pulled off a few times where it's like, okay, that that was not creepy, but it's like rare. You know, it's like a triple axle of trying to avoid creepy.
2: I was just gonna bring up the wedding situation. I hate it. It's always uncomfortable. It's a, a I watched. Pass.
3: No, I went to a wedding. I went to one wedding where the dad is killer, like killer dancer. Oh. I mean, what a. I mean, it was delightful. It was delightful to watch. But then
2: he should just dance like with somebody else, you know. Like, why does it have to be his daughter? Then it's about him. It, like that dad in particular is a cool. He can just have a recital. It, he can just have a recital. No, the two of them. The two of them were so sweet because they were like. The, the, anyway, but that was a. It was a. It was
3: a rarity. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it was a little bit of a triple axel. Sure. It's the only. It's the only one that I've seen where I was like. That was great. Yeah, but i i understand I understand this listener's point in terms of like I didn't realize that this is also a thing that goes on in schools and shit. That's, that's fucking weird. That's crazy.
2: That's some Arrested yeah. Development shit. That is mother boy. That is very. I m- thought that that was like <laughs> that's
1: mother boy, but like for little girls and yeah, father girl. <laughs> yeah, father girl. <laughs> Okay, let's do one more before we take a break.
5: Okay, hills all die on. I do believe that
4: women who live with cats are smarter than other people. A, wow. you don't have to get up on a snowy morning and make sure your pet can
5: poop. They can poop in the box in your bathroom. It's a done deal. Second, they're always so happy to see you when you get home And yet, you don't have to go outside and take them out to poop. It's all about being outside, going to poop. (laughs) I wouldn't go outside to poop, would you?
2: (laughs) This is a listener after Aaron's heart. She is collapsing in a puddle of hysteria right now. First
1: of all, first of all, yes, that is that is the name of the podcast. We finally got around to saying Yes. yes. Um, I I think that see, I'm like a rare cat and dog person. I think I'm a a good like I've had ai have a cat that's like 14 years old and I've had her for like 12 years mm-hmm. um, and I enjoy having her but the reason that I wouldn't want to the reason that I don't have a dog has nothing to do with the fact that I don't like going outside and I have pooped outside I mean <laughs> <laughs> I actually did suggest that you poop outside on the kiss cam in a separate episode <laughs> that's very true In last week's episode right we, we were uh, the incest episode doing, as yeah. we're labeling oh, it my god <laughs> too soon Grace too soon Um I do think I do think that if you're a, a practical minded person who wants to have a little a little buddy that lives in your house and that you don't have to take outside and do much for then a cat is the smarter option but I don't think it's the smartest option for everybody Okay that's
3: great I like I I liked I liked her passion Mm-hmm. I like her Passion about the cats. I am um, on a case by case basis um, with all animals. On a case like- by case basis with all animals. Mm-hmm. Like people, some are garbage and some are cool.
1: Yeah. My cat's pretty cool. Her okay. name, she doesn't have a tail. She's missing one of her fangs. She's real funny. Cute. Yeah, she's cute. Yeah. She's also a good individual. She is. I've got to meet her. <laughs> you should come over. Yeah. Okay. Thanksgiving. We, we have to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be answering some of your questions. Hysteria is brought to you by Viori. Tired of boring workout gear? Check out Viori. Viori's versatile and comfy products are designed to look great in and outside the gym, whether you're running, training, or even just lying on your couch, enjoying the fact that your two-year-old child is leaving you alone for five blessed minutes. I love that for Viori.
5: You know what? That seems like a real perk of Iori.
1: It's perfect. It's cut perfectly for lying down and just savoring a moment to be left alone. It's great. (laughs) five stars no comment 100% great that's the type that's my favorite sport the new the women's performance jogger is the softest jogger you'll ever own grab one of these new colors before they sell out and check out the women's daily legging which features a high waist drawstring tie and upgraded no slip fit all things that are absolutely essential in a legging
5: essential I love these leggings they are because you know like not everybody's the same you know so Mm -hmm. it's like I need a little bit more room around my booty so I size up a little bit, but then it's it's usually too big in my waist. And so now I just just pull that drawstring. And I don't show show any crack when I bend over.
1: (laughs) Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you
5: so much. See, you have your baby and I have my butt crack.
1: (laughs) (laughs) For guys, there's the men's core short, the most comfy lined athletic short out there, and the men's Sunday performance jogger. Oh my gosh, Alyssa, my brother, who I have given Viore performance gear to. Yes won an ultramarathon over the holidays.
5: I saw that. That is so incredible. He ran 80
1: miles in the freezing cold. I don't think he was wearing his Viore core shorts because that would be dangerous. Dangerous. But, but he he loves wearing them to train, and uh, I'm so proud of him. I'm so pr- Viore played a role in his ultramarathon win. <laughs> Uh, plus, Viore is 100% offsetting their carbon footprint and reducing and offsetting 100% of their plastic footprint from 2019 onwards. Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they're offering 20% off your first purchase. Get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com. That's V-U-O-R-I. .com/hysteria not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase but enjoy free shipping on any US orders over $75 and free returns go to fiori.com/hysteria and discover the versatility of fiori clothing hysteria is brought to you by Zocdoc do you love to treat yourself maybe I you do. buy fancy coffee i know everybody does right yeah come on it's called a dopamine infusion we do what we can it. when we can exactly sometimes you just need a little special little treat to boost you to get through the day.
5: If you treat yourself to the top options other places, why settle when finding a doctor? It's your health after all. Enter ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book tens of thousands of top-tier doctors, all with verified patient reviews. So don't settle. Go for the best and find the right doctor for you. Aaron, let me tell you, I'm so lucky ZocDoc heard that my dermatologist was not taking my insurance anymore. I found a new dermatologist in a half hour on ZocDoc. Takes my insurance not far away. Got an appointment right away. That's something that would
1: take like a good half day of sweaty phone work. Yeah. In a pre-ZocDoc era.
5: Or you're just prostrating yourself to the poor receptionist that answer the call. No. And you're like, no. You're not- calling. You're on hold.
1: You're giving them information. They're asking you. They're, they're framing their questions in ways that you don't quite understand because that's not how it's written on your insurance totally. card.
5: Totally. My group number? I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't. Bin number? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. The typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc
5: is between just 24 and 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. Go to ZocDoc.com hysteria and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com hysteria. ZocDoc.com
0: hysteria.
1: back with do you ask this is a segment that we had an idea of doing at the beginning of this podcast but then things kept happening and we couldn't do it and now we can because it's a Thanksgiving episode mm-hmm. so here grace and I are going to answer some of your questions first one from Austin hi hysteria folks In an early episode, you mentioned that one of the easiest things that guys can fix in their systemic mistreatment of women is to just put the toilet seat down in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering, why is this something that it seems like a lot of people feel strongly about? From my perspective, either putting the seat up after using the toilet or down before using it is an extra step that somebody has to take. I don't want to touch the toilet seat any more than anybody else does. I'm curious as to why my girlfriend and at least one member of the podcast crew feel so strongly about this particular thing. Why is, from my perspective, the man taking the extra step to put the seat where the woman wants it more equitable? Help me understand. To clarify, I always put the seat down now because I love my girlfriend, but I want to understand why I'm doing it. Hmm.
2: This is a cleanliness question to me. He who smelt it, dealt it sort of situation. Okay. Okay. He who lifted it must lower it? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. I I will also say my personal emotional journey with this question has evolved from uh, fear of falling down into the toilet if the seat was lifted up, Mm -hmm. and also distinct memories of seeing like, this is gross, get ready, prepare thyselves, urine cakes on the inside of the toilet rim. And concerning myself- or believing that, that was that's the place where that kind of thing happens. Now, as time has gone on, I've realized that women often pee on the seat itself too. So you're not you can't avoid the urine situation, like somebody else's disgustingness on either either side, you know? What I'm saying is that this really is a much more universal issue than I might have at a younger age thought.
1: Hmm.
3: I think that okay. I wrote something out for this, and I'm going to read it to you.
1: Okay, great.
3: <clears throat> Approximately 50% of the time when you take a shit, the toilet seat is down. The other 50% of the time, it's up. But for your girlfriend, it's down 100% of the time. That means that between the two of you, the fucking toilet seat should be down 150% of the goddamn time. <laughs> it's the law of averages. Do you want to fall into the toilet when you are trying to take a shit? Don't ask stupid questions. Wow.
1: Wow. Harvard. Wow. Harvard. Wow. That was, I
3: mean. <laughs> a treatise. I, well, I'm just saying, like, I mean, I, I, I feel you and I appreciate that you use the word curiosity. I do. Mm-hmm. And I, I appreciate that. But but, you shit in the toilet and then it's down. Mm-hmm. The girl, when she, she goes to the toilet, it's the, the seat is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's always got to be down. The only time it's going to be up is when you have to pee. Yeah. So you take care of it. I don't think that's. I don't think that's an insane gesture at all. Yeah.
1: I'm with Gailey on this. I think that it it's is triggering. I think I mm-hmm. think it's the courtesy thing. I th- I think mm-hmm. that like you know, chivalry is something that people debate all the time. I think it's courteous for anybody to hold the door for the person that's coming behind them. Sure. I think that it's it's courteous for you to leave the toilet seat in a state that is the default state of a toilet seat, which yes. is a seat down. That is that should be how you how you go about your life. Like if you're at somebody's house, and you open the door to the fridge and take something out of the fridge, you close the fridge door afterwards. Like you close the doors of the cupboards. You lock the front door. If you're you guess
2: in someone's house, you leave the room better than the way that it was. When mm-hmm.
1: first you got you it. make the better. You fold up yeah. the, the blankets that they gave you. Something. It's just I think it's a courtesy thing. And I think mm-hmm. that a lot of times men go through life not being aware that other people are also human beings. And I think that to do that, to make things, to prepare the room for the next person who could use it, who would use it, is the is the courteous thing to do. That's my thought on that. Anything else?
2: I, I also think that we are dealing with a, a case of too much choice. What? There should not be a seat to lift up at all. Why do we have the choice of lifting it up or not lifting it up? I think boys should just pee outside. Yeah, they like it anyway. Yeah, they do. They think it's great. Yeah, that's a great solution. <laughs> I think all boys. So we fig we solved it. Yeah, we solved Men
1: it. Men should pee outside, and there shouldn't be a seat cover to lift up anyway. Well, in in a lot of Asian countries, there there isn't. Exactly. I mean, in Nepal, because I was... we we've
2: had to evolve to a place where we hover. Yeah, we're not meant to hover. Mm. This is in your home. You're hovering in your home. No, Karen, I'm not hovering in my home. It but... sounds like you're
3: hovering in your home. I'm it's not. wild. I, like needed... this man is talking about a seat in his house. Sure. I think we've. I think we've hilled <laughs> we've beat the shit
1: out of this. Yeah, this I agree. Question. All right, I agree. All right, question two from listener Teron. Hello, Aaron, and the League of Hysterical Gentlewomen. Ooh, I like that. Oh, I love that. Is there a movie that you think would be improved or just would like to see remade with female leads? Karen, I'm gonna throw to you. You're the movie gal. Mm-hmm. I
3: um I said I said um Mr. T and <laughs> oh, Indiana yeah. Jones, specifically The Temple of Doom. I would like to personally see uh, Remade. I'd like the cannibals to be white people.
2: Mm. (laughs) You'd like it? Oh, that would be really fun. Um, Grace, do you have any thoughts? I have two. I have a film and I have a TV show. My film is um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Mm, A female female Willy Wonka. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Um, My TV show is Seinfeld with three women and one dude instead of three dudes, one woman. In other words, if the Elaine was a man and then Jerry Kramer, George.
1: We're all women. We're all women.
2: That's so you do have a, you have that, you know, d- a gender dynamic there. It's not just all women for the sake of putting women in, but it's, it skews heavily female and it's still a show about nothing.
1: Hmm. Hmm. I think mm-hmm. I'd like to see Wayne's World with oh, uh, with yeah. two women, like best friends who like to geek out on like kind of trashy music in Aurora, Illinois. I Love think that, that would be a really fun one.
2: Who's the male Tia Carrere?
1: Oh, I don't know. I don't. I guess Bruno Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Put him in anything <laughs> as a default. He's so he's so charismatic. He's so, I mean, he's so, charismatic. He's so charismatic. That's
2: wonderful. I yeah. like that.
1: I that was just off the top of my head, the Bruno Mars thing. Really I would also like to see America rebooted with female leads. Mm. The country.
2: Mm. Oh, I'd like to reboot that. the country. Oh. All seasons.
1: Yeah, all of the seasons. What if George Washington but a girl? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, like that. Yeah, it'd be fun. What if Georgina Washington? Well, there would be problems there, too. Okay. Uh, Question three from Andrew. Hey, ladies, I live in a red state and work construction. Most of the guys I work with self identify as conservatives. The trades are also not surprisingly not a bastion of feminist understanding. For the current building project, we have a van pool set up due to limited parking on site. The daily practice on the ride home is to check out women in, ad- in adjacent vehicles. People will call out certain vehicles, a woman walking down the street, etc. I don't participate, and in general, I let the guys do their thing. It's toxic masculinity, but I do have to work with them, and I'm not the PC police. About a month ago, we were stopped at a light, and there was a woman in an SUV next to us with her window partially rolled down. The guys commented their approval. One of them then tapped on the window to get her attention. She glanced our way and then refocused on the road. When that happened, I let them have it. I told him that talking about women he saw was one thing, but under no circumstances was it okay to actively bother anyone or to do anything to make any person we saw feel uncomfortable. He protested a bit, but I set that boundary. So here's my ask. What would you suggest I have done in that situation? What feedback should I give to microaggressions I see? Personally... I figure that I can't stop the guys from their activity, but is that just me rationalizing? I don't want to be the PC police, but I'm wondering
2: to what extent it might be needed. So twice in this in this email, we hear the phrase, I'm not the PC police. No, I don't want to be the PC police. Why are you so afraid of being PC? I think that there's a false equivalency of uh, embracing a, a correct way to um, interact with women and this phrase PC police.
1: Yeah, but I think the issue is that people that he's around are people that would, once they identify him as the PC police, tune out anything he says. Like, so I think that he wants to not be perceived as somebody who is going around just willy-nilly trying to police... Their behavior
2: yeah like he wants I understand that do you know what I mean yeah it's a frustrating position to be in I get that but like I, I also kind of think you got you gotta lean into it we're just way past like I'm just gonna stay silent on these things and let it happen because I don't because I, I fear my reputation being tarnished mm-hmm. Fucking say something
1: yeah my opinion on that is like the best way to do <laughs> the way that I have encountered things is just be a real sarcastic dick about things mm-hmm. like um there's this joke that's in uh in 30 rock that I think is hilarious, uh, where Tina Fey's character goes like, now let's watch some Daughters and Moms. She's talking about going to a strip club. <laughs> I think like making making jokes <laughs> about, that. yeah, making jokes about like, oh, hey, you know, women, you know, women are people. You know, mm-hmm. something like, oh, yeah, I wonder, ooh, whose daughter is that? Yeah. Ooh, that was somebody's little girl one day yeah. or someday. Like, gross them out. Like, make fun of the fact that they're leering because there's something really ridiculous and stupid about men like leaning on van window, like oh and that's how I met my husband like how is how right. is that what is that what is that accomplishing right you know what
3: I mean that's what a, I mean that's how that's how a stand-up would handle it like if you're in a circumstance I'm not a stand-up no but that is but that is like literally like in a time when you know if you're in an audience I think very early on in stand-up I was like um oh god there was like basically my like this is I've been doing it maybe seven or eight years now but year one there was a a, like a group of like youngish like college bros and like one of them just was like oh just like leaning in and I talked to I talked to a buddy later and he was like oh you really have to use like whatever you have and in terms of satire oh do you like picking on someone smaller than you oh does that get you off oh do you beat your wife too you have a girlfriend but she has a black like like a little bit of like the what you're talking about is basically using sarcasm as a way to Mm -hmm. heckle them yeah it's like you're heckling them I think that that could potentially – I think that that could potentially work. I do think that this – I do think that Andrew's in a kind of difficult situation because it's like if you were the one person in it – I've been the one person in a group of people um, and even being sarcastic or something, then it's like come back to bite me in the ass. And they're like, we kind of think you're a dick. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? You're like – it's just like you say these things and then when I addressed it honestly, they're like, oh shit, I didn't realize that I was doing that. Mm -hmm. So the other – I mean – you know the timbre of these people and you know the timbre of the group and that and that environment and that experience. So I w- the other thing that I would maybe suggest is like you probably know who your friends are in that group and maybe it's like also a a more earnest like one-on-one conversation you could have. It's like, yo, that shit doesn't make me feel great. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, you know, we live in a time where it just feels like it, at that, it just feels outdated and like not chill and I don't like it and it makes me uncomfortable, you know, yeah. um, might be the other way to go about it, but not when you're necessarily in the in a group. The group setting thing is very can be really challenging, especially especially if there's like one person who's really like, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like,
2: but it can be. But I also think we have to remember that chances are once that boundary is set People are going to fall in line, and he mentions that that he protested. This, this the offender here protested after um, uh, uh, Andrews said something, um, but that boundary was set. I think when we, I, I, what I would like to advise here is is knowing that that first time that you speak up in a group setting like that, there will be some protest and there will be like some aggressive sort of like what are you talking about man but that that boundary is at least set so knowing that it's unlikely unless you are truly dealing with a psychopath uh subsequent instances of this are not going to be as as bad or as forceful because they're because they're thinking because this group now this group of men now is thinking about what they're saying and yeah it might hurt his reputation but the boundary set and I, I i don't mind a little bit of like just a hard hard line stance on this
1: yeah, or you know, alternately, you can always like turn green, grow enormous, burst out of your clothes, and go on like a Bruce Banner type rampage. Also, Warn them it's coming. Just be like, you wouldn't like me when you're when I'm angry, yeah. and then, like become the Hulk. Yeah, that's I think the other. Solution. I do like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Anyway, comic books. Uh, another question from uh, Ethan. Hey, Erin and team. It wasn't until I met my wife that I realized how much women love when their clothing has pockets. <laughs> Especially dresses. It's true. My female friends and coworkers are the same way. They get ecstatic when their clothing has pockets. So, my question is why don't women buy more clothing with pockets since that would be more convenient? Or, And the more likely scenario, why does the male-dominated fashion industry deny women pockets when they don't take
2: anything away from the
1: look of the outfit? Love the show. Thanks.
2: Okay, they do take away from the look of the outfit in a lot of instances. Second, I think, at least for me, I can only speak for myself, I'm constantly dealing with way more shit in my purse or backpack than a a simple pocket could hold. So a pocket might help a little bit. Like, I might be able to put my phone in there. But the reality is, like, most of my stuff won't fit. So I'll need a purse anyway. Hmm well I think that we you know
1: vote with your wallet for sure like buy things with pockets um, I have this one skirt that has like you can't really tell it's kind of a fuller skirt and mm-hmm. you can definitely like I went to an event once with no bag at all wow like all I just put my like card and id in my pocket and like you know a 20 bill and my phone in my other pocket and it was like wonderful that going to free. an event without a it's pers- good for your posture i felt like a yeah. man i felt like a man for the first time in this beautiful full skirt um i also would say that i know this is like a super prairie suggestion but when i was a little girl my mom uh my mom loves sewing and she's really good at it and mm-hmm. she taught me how to sew mm-hmm. and it's actually, you know, if you have access to a facility where you have, ac- you can use a sewing machine or whatever, it's not super duper hard to sew basic garments. And I would suggest that if you are on the prowl for a hobby that doesn't involve uh, watching the news or finding yourself getting like... a hating the world Uh, I think sewing is something that I would recommend taking up it it, like the barrier to entry is not that high and there's so many cool things you can do once you get good at it
2: here's my thing about pockets if not just for if they're not just like for utility purposes they do keep your hands warm and I don't know about other listeners out there but I have very cold hands the hill I died on a couple weeks ago was that I want to wear gloves Oh, yeah, I want to wear
0: just
1: like a a nice little like fashion glove around. But anyway, I think that's a great question. We all love pockets. And there was a joke on Twitter I saw one time where (laughs) somebody was like, if a woman is wearing a dress that has pockets and you tell her nice dress and she doesn't respond, yeah, it has pockets, then she's a cop.
2: (laughs) Mm. That's Mm -hmm, good. mm -hmm, That's good. mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. All right. Karen, do you have anything to add to the pockets combo? I think you guys really, I think
3: you covered it. (laughs) There's a lot of surface area that happened.
1: Almost, we could almost fit that conversation into a pocket. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Keep our hands warm in that tiny conversation. Mm -hmm. Okay, Uh, we have to take a quick break. But when we come back, more of the hills that you are willing to die on and what we're thankful for. (laughs)
6: You look around your business and see inefficiency everywhere. So you should know these numbers. 37,000, the number of businesses which have upgraded to the number one cloud financial system, NetSuite, by Oracle. 25. NetSuite just turned 25. That's 25 years of helping businesses streamline their finances and reduce costs. One, because your unique business deserves a customized solution, and that's NetSuite. Learn more when you download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist absolutely free at netsuite.com slash streaming. and enjoy your edible <laughs> legal disclaimer paid for by vote save America vote not authorized by any candidate or candidates committee.
1: And we're back with more of the listener submitted hills. I'll die on this week. Let's get started.
2: Hi, I'm Quinn, and I'm a listener from San Diego. And the hill that I would die on is people should not respond to text messages with just a single K.
5: I
3: don't know what that means. At least send me an emoji so I know what your mood is. Or if you're going to be late, but responding to me with K. What is that? (laughs) Try harder. I try hard in my text messages. You
2: try too. (laughs) Quinn is a goddess. She's got it. She's figured it out. Yeah. Who's what kind of what kind of sociopath
1: is still doing that? I, uh, I... Girls who want their boyfriends to know they're mad at them but don't want the boyfriends to know why. That's that's <laughs> that a has famous. to stop. People who are driving.
2: Yeah. That has to stop. Tell people why why you're angry, and you can do it in a polite way, and it can be in person. It Doesn't have to be in text. I get that, but. <laughs>
1: I would say worse than just a single K is a K with a period because a K it's like, Oh, they're driving or they're walking yeah. or they're in the middle of a conversation. They're with somebody and they just want to note that I that note they that you've done it. Yeah. You know, like said something, but if it's a fast interaction. I can see that, but I do K understand. Period. I think is like K and then another character to indicate that, this is the end of my thought. Yeah. I do like the phrase. I try hard in my
3: text messages. I'm
2: like, oh, I want to give you a hug. <laughs> I love. I, I I do too. I do too. I try. No, sometimes I am I a bad texter? Um, really?
1: I think we're we're all sporadic.
2: We're all sporadic. I think it's sporadic. Yeah, I it's think sporadic.
1: we're all sporadic. A lot of us are just reacting to each other's. With I'll get messages like Megan Gailey sent you six messages, <laughs> yeah. and it's like she just put ha ha in response to everything. <laughs> <all you guys laughs> said. I like. Well, I machine gun text, so it'll be
3: like, I won't be around. And then I'll be like, oh, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and then I'm
4: gone. It's amazing. (laughs) Like Batman. You are just like Batman. Okay, let's do another hill. Hi, Hysteria. This is Kim. And my hill that I'm going to die on is when you bring something back from the dry cleaners, take it off the damn wire hanger. My husband brings home all of his work clothes and puts them in the closet on the disposable wire hangers. And they look terrible because we have these nice black fuzzy hangers. um,
2: And I just spent 10 minutes going through the closet, switching them out.
4: Um, (laughs) So just do it people.
2: Thanks. Okay, I have a lot of thoughts on this, because my, my big issue with the wire hangers is when you have pants or something foldable that are clipped onto the wire hangers, and then you do the lazy thing of just keeping it on the wire hangers, but now you've got these weird clips that are also attached to the wire hangers, so it's like a double fuck you.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, I agree. that I, I agree completely. That's a hill that I'll die on. But it, but that also means that you have like lots of fancy hangers at your disposal, which I don't always have.
1: Yeah, I also think that that's a courtesy thing, like the toilet seat thing. It's like if he knows that she prefers that the that his clothes are hung on the nicer hangers, it's just like a nice, polite thing to do. If you know your partner prefers that, then just do it. It's like a sign that you love him. And it buys you a little bit in the karma bank so that when you fuck up, you can be like, yeah, but I always do the courteous thing. I put my clothes yeah. on the good hanger. Kim has clearly invested in nice
3: hangers. So because she has invested in nice hangers other unlike us, Grace, who are garbage people with not nice hangers. This is true. It's like, yeah, respect that. There's also this thing, there was an Atlantic article where they talk about bids, you know, with your partner. And it's like, so couples that do well tend to have the bids are a yes, like 70 or 80 percent of the time. And it's a way to say yes to your partner with a small number of gestures every day. And that's what makes kind of um, strong and healthy relationships as opposed to like one large gesture, which is like whatever, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, it's these small things. And this is an example of a bid. It's a, it is a it is a way for your husband to say, I see you. Mm-hmm. You know, I care.
1: Yeah, I'll die on that hill with you, Kim. Yeah, I think that's a good hill. Mm-hmm. All right, next
4: hill. Hi, my name is Felicity, and the hill I'm going to die on this week is that vanilla shouldn't be an ice cream flavor. Oh. Vanilla is the base for all the good flavors, but vanilla oh. alone as a flavor is boring and bland. I know a lot of people aren't going to like this opinion, but I stand by it.
2: <laughs> I am one of those people that does not like this opinion. I love, a, I love a classic vanilla bean ice cream. I love it. How else do? you, What do you do with a, a pie that's a la mode? I'm not, I'm not trying to put chocolate or churro ice cream on my apple oh, pie. Churro. Why is churro just at the ready? It's a flavor of ice cream. For you. I did just have churro ice cream a few days ago. It was great, but a little bit sweet for me. Um, no, 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 no. I'm marching away from this hill. I ardently, I, Fel, Felicity.
3: I. I really like haagen vanilla flavor. I think that's delicious and rich. Mm-hmm. But I would agree with you that there are a lot of garbage vanilla bean flavors.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, there's a lot of garbage out there. And I, that's what she's referring to. And I think that she deserves street cred for putting herself out on a limb.
1: I 100% respect the vitriol with which she discussed vanilla as a flavor. Me too. Me too. You know, I just, that is exactly the attitude that you need to have to march up a hill and just die on it. <laughs> I
2: thought it was She so was good. ride or die, yeah. She I was... just think this is like, this is like saying I will never have missionary sex because it is too bland for me. It's like, okay, I understand that. It's not like that at all. It yeah. is like that. <laughs> do you guys do you not think so? I mean, I guess
1: like, you know, until you've fucked Haagen-Dazs, you fucked Hagen you do not know <laughs> <laughs> what missionary sex can exactly, be. Exactly, <laughs>
2: exactly, exactly. Have you put vanilla ice cream in your vagina? What I'm saying <laughs> is that I've given myself Hagen dazs enemas before. Oh my God. Gross,
1: weird, gross, gross weird. And weird. Gross and, gross and weird. This is making me want to drown myself in Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> do we have any more hills to die on? Okay, let's do more. Hi,
4: my name is Melanie Farkas, and here's the hill I'm going to die on. It's these stupid don't flush your tampons down the toilet signs in every public bathroom I've ever been in in my entire life. Is there anyone under the age of menopause that thought it was okay to flush tampons down the toilet? Why are these signs in every single women's bathroom everywhere you go? I do not know anyone who has ever flushed a tampon down the toilet. Why are they there? I do not get it. Oh,
1: boy. (laughs) I have that ding sound. First of all, okay, this might be,
2: yeah, I definitely have. Oh, me too. I I thought for a while that those signs meant that you can't flush the plastic or cardboard applicator down. And I was like, well, yeah, duh. But I didn't know the actual tampon itself was also not okay. Yeah.
3: For a long time. I think that that if. I I don't think I knew that. Yeah. I, I always thought it was the applicator and the outside plastic stuff not the actual cotton
2: and goods on the It tampons. seems like it's just an extra a wad of like concentrated toilet paper so what could be so bad about it?
1: Yeah I think well you know I think that if people weren't flushing t- I think if the case were that everybody were putting their tampons in the garbage then the garbages in the bathrooms would be full of used tampons and I've never been in a bathroom where I've seen that. Yeah, so I feel like most people probably flush. and Melanie, yeah. I think, is maybe the only courteous person. The, she's the only lawful good among all of us. We are all yes. chaotic evil. but yes. it's just
3: a we- it's also a weird thing, though, that like you can flush other matter down the toilet. But like if you can put a thing in your body, like I understand the outside and the wrappers, but if you can put a thing in your body and it's fine, how can it not go down? like a toilet in public. I know. And I understand when I understand when like the pressure is really low on a toilet or something or whatever. But yeah, I, I I do I do I do appreciate her willingness to go there.
1: Yeah. On this hill. I also think that there are, you know, there's a lot of places in the world where you can't even flush toilet paper down the toilet. In Greece, mm-hmm. you can't flush toilet paper. <laughs> there's places where they don't even use toilet paper, where they think people who have toilet paper are gross. That's gross.
3: But how do you like uh how do you like like in India, people are like, how come you don't like wash your butt after you poop? They think it's insane. They're like, what, Amer- Americans Fair. are just walking around with like little bits of shit on their assholes everywhere they go. It's <laughs> I, disgusting. I Who are
2: these people? I think we Who are to, these disgusting people? I think we need to destigmatize baby wipes. If we get the the word baby out of there and just see them as wipes, we should all be using them post poop. I oh, agree okay. with that
3: completely. Or like a mug. You have a mug in the bathroom and then you, you know, you wash your butt. What? That
2: seems... That's a
3: thing that exists in, like, parts of the world. I'm, just, I'm Like, billions I'm, of people do I'm this. I've just never heard of it before. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. It's practice. in Nepal. Never... It's a thing in Nepal. It's a thing in you India, have, South you Asia. Have, you have a, a butt wash mug? There's... <laughs>
1: That's what people in Nepal have? There's I've like... been brushing my teeth with that.
3: Is it like a friend <laughs> of the pod
1: mug? What What... It's 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 just any it's like a cup yeah I like
3: literal this is crazy this I can't is a even real,
1: uh, like most Thanksgivings this is a real toilet heavy episode in ways that we didn't it <laughs> expect is. That we didn't it expect is. I don't feel I don't feel I feel
3: I'm feeling a lot of judgment from you right now Grace no, and it's I, making me really uncomfortable I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> through my actions it is a moment of self reflection my grand like in my grandparents homes like it's like every single home will have some sort of a mug that you could wash your butt is it communal. With. It's like, it's, you're not, it's like the, you're, you're using the mug. To, it's like a bidet. It's, it's like, a bidet. It's like a It's a bidet, but it's a, a bidet for poorer people. Sure. Hmm. hmm. It's a faux day. <laughs> Think about, I mean... Do, the idea, like, I, I did have a friend in India who said, he goes, you know, I mean, all of these Americans are walking around like you think you're the number one country in the world, but you're walking around with tiny bits of shit on your asses, just everyone, everywhere. I don't and think I was they're like, wrong. I don't I was think like, that that, they're wrong.
1: That is that is a really, like, it's almost like a poem. <laughs> I was like, I don't think wild. that that's wrong. I don't think that's wrong. All right. Tampons in the toilet. <laughs> do we have one more? <laughs> Let's do one more hill.
3: Yeah, that that did take a turn. Yeah. Sorry.
1: Sorry
0: about that. Hi, I'm Heidi, and the hill I'll die on is that dry shampoo is weird, chalky trash that makes my hair feel more tangled no matter how much I brush it. I've tried so many brands and scents and a spray and a paste, and I hate it all. It doesn't help.
1: So I refuse to accept that anyone actually enjoys using this as a substitute for washing your hair, and I will happily die on a hill with zero dry shampoo washing my hair every day. Happy Hillsgiving! Ooh, happy Hillsgiving indeed, but you know what? This is (laughs) living proof. Living Proof dry shampoo. I was the same way mm-hmm. and then I started using Living Proof dry shampoo and it is a revelation. Mm-hmm. It although like having really dark hair a lot of dry shampoo like just looks real chalky. Totally. Um so I can I can understand that but yeah, Living Proof dry shampoo is really good.
2: Um I have a, a an issue with the dry shampoo that also has like a little tint to it. So if you get some grays and you oh, spray yeah. that that stuff I like I've used it a couple times it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Um, I don't know if any any ladies out there who get grays have had that same experience. Um, you just gotta go get your hair dyed, which is expensive, which is or just ex- like
1: lean into the gray thing and have like a yeah. Stacey London style streak in your hair, which is the most badass thing I've ever uh, seen in my life. I'm
2: looking forward to that. I I do have like a tiny little patch up here. I'm pointing to my forehead that does get a little gray, and I'm gonna do the Grow streak. Throw that at some shit point. out. I cannot yeah. wait. Could I will. I
1: will like be there with a cake for <laughs> you. <laughs> my gray day. Yes,
3: Heidi. I don't think. Um, dry shampoo is great, but I do get lazy about washing my hair, and it is something mm-hmm. that I will use in a pinch because of the volume factor mm-hmm. but um, it also can make your head kind of itchy yeah uh over time, and I think it's 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 better for your head health and your hair health that you're you're not using the dry shampoo. Yeah, and
2: I bet she smells great if she's if she's. That's why her I use dry shampoo. Oh, that's why I actually think like going without dry shampoo just yields. You know, you just smell like it's not good. But using dry shampoo does make you.
3: No, she probably smells great. Because I mean, she washes her hair every day. Yeah, yeah. she washes her she hair every better. day, so she smells better than Grace. She it's... smells better than me. <laughs> that's a she low bar. Than me. <laughs> <laughs> Tis true, little <laughs>
1: <laughs> Um. Okay. That's uh. Those are a tiny segment of the Hills that we had uh, submitted by you guys, but we'll be featuring more in future episodes for sure, because this was so fun and I love how petty you guys are. And we are, Delightful. Sitting, yeah, Delightful. we are sitting here losing our shit as we're listening to all your uh, mm-hmm. opinions about things that don't really and matter. And learning. I feel like I'm learning. Yeah. Oh, same. It was great. So thank you so much. Uh, future Hills hysteria at com. We will probably be doing more of them when we want to take a break. Um, but now I think we're at the end of our special Thanksgiving episode, and rather than doing the hills we're gonna die on, uh, we're gonna do what are you thankful for? So, um,
2: Kieran, do you want to start? No, Kieran's not thankful for anything. Kieran, <laughs> Grace, do you want to start? Oh goodness, what am I very thankful for? I'm thankful for uh, for a whole bunch of things. Um, we had a couple questions about. Uh, we had that like text message question earlier. The the can you send a K? You mm-hmm. know, which is terrible, but it did make me. Th- realize I'm very, very, very grateful for texting um, because it's a way to communicate with my family on a consistent basis. And I realize that the, the older I get, the more I use, I really use it for that. Like we send videos to each other, we send photos to each other. I'm gonna be in LA this Thanksgiving. Um, and most of my family is going to be in Texas, so I won't be there. I will be there for Christmas, but I know that that's a way that I'll be able to kind of live a play-by-play with, uh, you know, with them. So I'm grateful for that. I'm very grateful for my family and boyfriend and friends. Um, and, uh, God, I'm trying to think if there's something, like, pettier that I'm grateful for. Um, churro ice cream. <laughs> definitely grateful for churro ice cream. What about you guys?
3: Um, I'm... One of my I'm grateful, you know. I'm, it's, I, I think I said, I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my parents. Um, I think my mom's an incredibly strong, dope woman. Um, and a lot of like amazing, supportive women in my life and in my family and um, in all of you ladies. Um, oh, yes, yeah, very much like so. Just a, a really interesting group of people that you get to have really interesting conversations with people on different sides of you know that's the end of the sentence different sides of the incest yeah (laughs) different sides of the you know oh you guys and that was me being earnest (laughs) different sides of the you know and that's the end of my sentence thus concludes thus concludes (laughs) my
1: thankfulness (laughs) Um, well I really think Oh and coffee. Oh coffee. I love coffee. I would oh, yeah. die hundred percent die without it. I'm gonna get a huge vat of it after this. I'm gonna go downstairs oh, yeah? a vat. and I'm gonna get another yeah. vat of coffee before I, I go home. But I, I wanted to say that I am thankful for uh, my hysteria co hosts. I'm very thankful for Caroline, our producer. Yes. And thankful for everybody at Crooked who's helped make this happen. There's a lot of people that you don't hear from and you don't see. That are behind every episode, and uh, those people, I we would just sound stupider than we already do without <laughs> them. I also no, me, I'm the stupid one. You guys are great. Yeah. Uh, I I'm really thankful. Also. Um, for friends and family, obviously, but I'm also really thankful for everyone who's listening right now. Yeah, Um, You guys are so fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. You've sent us like you said somebody sent me a cross stitch that says big dick energy (laughs) uh, after I said that (laughs) Dick Durbin had big dick energy (laughs) during the Kavanaugh hearings. Like you are thoughtful and smart and funny. And we really love that you're so engaged with the podcast. And we're really happy that you're out there. And, uh and, uh and yeah, I hope you're having a happy Thanksgiving. And there'll be more hysteria, a fresh hysteria <gasps> next week. When these
0: girls don't fan it, 1-2-K, email, let Don't take no furniture. I'm a girl with a mouth that's overdone. Right, because girls just want to have fun. So Annie, get your gun. Give them what they want, it will never be enough. You can take what you want from me. Yeah, I'll say it loud and we're going to shout.